Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. They're here. I've, uh, they, uh, we're going to talk about a couple of my favorite uh, cuts on their single on their project. My guests on Money Making Conversation Masterclass are Grammy-nominated jazz duo Marcus and Gene Baylor for their new album, uh, The Baylor Project, Generations, The Baylor Project, a husband, a wife, an astounding duo built on love, faith, family, culture, and community. As the children of pastors, Marcus and Jean's musical roots were planted deeply within the church, and it was there that the road was paved for the influence of jazz, gospel, blues, and soul to make its mark. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Marcus and Jean Baylor. How you doing? Hello. Hello. <laughs> well, I hope I, I hope I did, uh, did you justice by uh, that intro because uh, the music is... Uh, I'm telling you, man, y- y- y'all, y- y'all, y'all are doing something, you know, jazz is, j- it's, it's jazz, but it's a mix of something else. Am I, am I missing something when I say that, Marcus and Gene? Nope, you're not missing anything. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, first of all, thank you for the amazing introduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is that it's music that's born out of our community. So right. you think of jazz, you, you know, the blues is there, you know, gospel is there, you know, R&B. Right. All those things are the roots of our music that makes up who we are as a people. Right. Before I get into your background and like I say, I, I may be late to the party. But I'm at the party now with the Baylor Project. Okay, I just want to let you know that. And there's two songs that really—they're uh, on my. There are two songs that really stand out for me that I listen to, and uh, and uh, that, that really I thought really talk is what I'm talking about. How diverse the sound is. It's called Only Believe, featuring uh, Jameson Ross, and then Black Boy. You know, Black Boy got that trumpet sliding through there, the piano, the strings, that drum. You know, they all, it's, it's, and then the beat is just a slow, melodic tune that builds up to the vocals are just, that are just slid in at different moments. Those two songs, Only Believe and Blackboard, can we talk about the evolution and the process of creating those really, really different songs on the same project, which is the, the Baylor Project? Yes. Oh, wow. You picked, um, <laughs> two very diverse songs. I love it. Um, 
those two, you know, when we approach an album in general, we really approach it as a body of work. And we really take our time to kind of basically live and allow the songs and ideas to come to us. And then we're able to develop them. Um, so only believe, I think that actually kind of came early on mm -hmm. and I didn't think it was going to work on the album. And Marcus was like, yes, it'll work. Shame on you. Fine. Shame on you. That is my favorite. <laughs> that is the, I can't say that. That's a love song. I love I'm an NPR. I can't endorse it. <laughs> I apologize. I, I slipped over the curve. I slipped over the lane. But Only Believe is a, is a song that stood out on the album. That's all the music stands out. But like anybody who listens to music, you always have a favorite song that just, that just grabs you and it holds on to you emotionally, takes you on the journey. Because what I've taken from listening to the music, you guys, uh, when I say you guys, Marcus and Gene Baylor, great storytellers. Wow. wow. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. That's really kind of what we aim to do is tell stories through our songs, but there we are aim to tell stories that are true and authentic, not only to us, but to other people. And, mm -hmm. um, a good friend of ours, Andre Guest, he, um, he described this, he wrote our line of notes and he described the album as a soulful sonic story quilt, I believe. Yeah, And, you know, just how it was all weaved together with the different songs and how it was like um, you had specific ideas and concepts and themes, but then it still had, um, it was like the, about the universality of the human condition. So even though it's very particular, a lot of the material is very particular to the black community, right. um, the concepts and themes are those that really anybody can relate to. Yeah. And, God. and also, I mean, this has truly been a journey for us. I mean, uh, before we were married, um, I was a drummer. Well, well, while, I was, while we were married mm -hmm. as, as well, but I was the drummer in the Yellow Jackets. Right. And Gene come out of an R&B uh, duo called Jeanne. It's And so there's a whole history of our, you know, where we have come from in terms of what we've been doing in the music business, but at the same time been blessed to just be mentored by some of the, you know, the, the legends and just people that inspire us, you know, daily. And we stand it on our shoulders. You know? Well, you know, one of the reasons I created and been blessed to be able to have a show like Money Made Conversation Masterclass, I get people to talk about their dreams, with the, their, overcoming their fears, you know, walking through the unknown dark. Faith plays a major role in that because you already said both of you, both of you came from groups and groups can allow you to, you know, stand in back and lean on somebody for support. And or sometimes they don't give you the support that you want, but it's still somebody you can talk to to step out as individuals and do what you do. Talk about that journey. Well, it's I mean, I know Gene can definitely add to this, but I guess for us. I mean, we started our own label, mm -hmm. uh, Be A Light, Be A Light. And it started at the beginning just for us stepping out as the Bella Project and starting from that first gig of just playing for a set of 50 people. Yes. And so to see how this journey has moved forward, and now we, we're blessed to be Grammy nominated this year for our album Generations. And actually, this is our fourth uh, Grammy nomination within, what, past four years? Mm-hmm. 2018. And so 
I mean, you could add more to it, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know? Hey, Marcus, you know, you could, you could talk, Marcus. You could, this, not, we right. go, this is not a five-minute interview now. You can talk now. You know? Oh, well, all right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he just go throw it off like I'm going to cut him off. You know, you know, they only got about three more minutes, you know. Think. Right. right. Sure so, this, this show is built to tell your story. This, this show is built okay. to, to talk about your journey because I want people to understand. There's a lot of people want to be you. There's a lot of people who wow. have dreams cut off because... Somewhere along the line, somebody said, "Go get a job." That's not you. You know, you too old, or you, or you, you, you're the wrong size, the wrong color. You know, you can't sing. Nobody wants you. Because I know because those things were said to me. I remember as my career as a stand-up comedian. I remember uh, early on, uh, uh, this guy. Uh, I can tell you his name, Paul Menzel. He was the owner of this comedy club in Houston, and um, I came off the stage and if, to a standing ovation. He said. Um, he said, you know, you could be a little bit funnier if people could understand you. I go, huh? He said, you know, you're, you're, you're not really clear when you talk. I go, but, they, wow. but, they, but they're laughing. He said, he said, just a note, just a note, you know, you know, but you, this is a business you're not going to make it in, you know, because nobody won't ever understand you. So I know that happened to me. And that's why I can just say this to people that when people questioning, well, you know, my success and, well, you know, how did you make it? I had to overcome people telling me to quit, that this wasn't for you. And so I know along the way, you know, you, I said earlier, you pastor kids. And so sometimes when you pastor kids, people talk about you're favored, you know, you didn't work hard and yeah. things of those things. And, uh, and so that's why I wanted to make sure, Marcus, you tell us your story because I'm going to get to Gene. I'm going to get to him probably on the other side of the break, depending on how hard you talk. <laughs> so continue, Marcus. <laughs> so, I mean, so basically the journey, I mean, so the thing about it is, is that I think it's, you know, one thing that I tell people is that when you have a dream and a goal, it starts with a dream, but you have to be consistent and persistent. And so in saying that, it's it's almost like the thing about it is, is that you tweak your you, you tweak whatever your business or whatever you're doing along the way, but stay consistent at it. Like, because a lot of times is that I meet people, we meet people in the, in the industry or just in business in general that they're one thing they're doing this today. Tomorrow, like, well, man, I'm selling insurance, you know? So it's like nothing wrong with that. But my thing is that your dream really boils down to your purpose. And if you understand your purpose, that's what keeps you going. Because one thing I will tell you this is that I learned that, Motivation and inspiration on the journey comes and go. Yes, it but is. what keeps me going daily is the purpose. Once I understand what my purpose is, then it's like, okay, whether I'm tired, whether um, you know, it's like, okay, man, now you got to keep going. You're almost there. I mean, the Bella Project. I mean, it started with, you know, now we're blessed to tour and and you know have a booking agent and and and. But everything started with us doing everything ourselves. We booked ourselves. We uh, we did all the. I mean, you, I mean, you you know how it is. You you name it. I Absolutely. Mean, we brought drums to gigs. We, yes. I, you know, the whole nine. So with that being said, I think it's really understanding the journey because it doesn't happen overnight. As much as we would like it to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Can I have your attention for a minute, friend? How would you like to earn an extra $1,000 a month? 
If you're a homeowner, it's possible when you call our sponsor, American Financing, America's home for home loans, where the process starts with a free mortgage review. Yes, so you're not paying upfront or hidden fees. You're not getting pressured. You're just learning about custom home loans that can save you up to $1,000 a month, plus tens of thousands long term. Because there's more to a refinance than just a lower rate. It's also a strategic way to pay off debt faster or fund a home improvement. Whatever you need, because it's your investment and your money. So why not learn more? If you start soon, you can skip two payments and you may close in as fast as 10 days. Call 866-888-0344. That's 866-888-0344. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net. Be sure to mention you heard about them on Money Making Conversations. NMLS 182334. NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Well, the, the thing that I love about this story is so relatable to, you know, nothing's easy. Nothing journey. There are, there are hungry nights. He's, he'll tell you that. There are hungry days. There are days where you sit on the other side of the bed and you, and you, 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 your feet on the floor, but your body don't want to get up. There are days where, where you, you actually just cry. You cry not so much out of fear, it's just frustration. It's fear because, you know, fear drives that frustration. And I, I should say that because that fear of the unknown haven't made the right decision. But what, what, what keeps you going is faith. But also a yeah. plan. You gotta have that plan, everybody. You cannot just walk out that yeah. door and not have an objective because talent would only get you so far. And the bottom yeah. line, you gotta surround yourself with people who believe in the same journey you're trying to make. Yeah. Let me repeat that one more time. You gotta surround yourself with people who want to make the same journey with you. And I will tell you, back in 92, I didn't get that. I didn't get what people saw in me, Marcus and Gene. And so that is why this this interview that we're doing now is so important because of the fact that I want people to hear your story. When we we talk all about uh, the journey... You know, we all, I, I know I tell people I grew up in the hood and I always used to see things on TV and I always felt that what I saw on TV, I could actually be a part of. I guess that was, that, that's what helped me out. I was, I was a dreamer that really believed that, you know, if I worked hard and I stayed focused, the dream of me being something other than where I was living could actually happen. So when I when I say that, Marcus and Gene, what was your driving force for you? Was it your parents? Was it the culture that you grew up in? What was the driving force that inspired you to this point? And guess what? The journey isn't over. It's just another starting point because both of you are goal-oriented. I tell people that all the time. A goal and what drives that? What is the drive for the journey? I would say starting out, for me, it was just the love of music. Mm-hmm. Um, anywhere that I could whether it was the choir in church or the choir in school, the glee club, concert choir, madrigals, talent shows, wherever I could sing because I just loved doing it so much. Right. It wasn't. It didn't represent work at that point. Um, it, I just did it. And, um, you know, that's still part of the drive, but, of course, it's developed over years. Um, and as Marcus mentioned, purpose, that's, like, hugely important to me um, and the both of us and also um, and business, of course, business, finance, that kind of thing. That's a drive as well. Um, But, you know, it it kind of grows and develops and changes a bit as you, as you get older. And, um, but it's, it's definitely the drive and love for music. But 
um, the the purpose and the passion for it. And um, and you mentioned something. Um, what was it? Oh, excuse me. Um, just kind of seeing yourself in different spaces. Yes. Like growing up, I grew up in a little small town in South Jersey, so I didn't. I wasn't connected to the music industry whatsoever, so I didn't even have a concept that, you know, if I saw a, a music video, you know, on MTV back then, or Soul Train, it, it, I loved the thing, but I never thought, oh, yeah, I could go and do that because I was not anywhere in any proximity to close to it as, as I I didn't even know, you know, their art high schools were for real. I was watching Fame like, man, I sure would love to go there. (laughs) (laughs) It just kind of, I found it and it found me. Mm -hmm. Marcus has a little bit of a different story because he he definitely had to have a lot of drive to break through some barriers. Well, (laughs) well, both, well, the thing about, like, like you said before, both Gene and I are both, uh, preacher's kids, pastor's kids. Mm -hmm. So Gene grew up, her dad was a, uh, uh, pastor of a Baptist church. I grew up where my dad was a pastor of a Pentecostal apostolic church. (laughs) So Mm. what that means is back then there was no other music allowed. Well, your your mom wasn't playing either, Gene, but there was no other music allowed in our house other than gospel music. Absolutely. And so with that being said, but this is the other side. My mom, my dad only had like maybe a seventh grade or sixth or seventh or eighth grade education. And he came from Mississippi and, you know, for a better life for the family. And so with that being said, I mean, later on in life, he gave his life to the Lord and, 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 and he ended up pastoring, but they started my dad's church before I was born. I'm the youngest of nine children. His church literally started in my parents' house where they had a baptismal pool in the basement. So that's the beginning of me hearing those stories was the beginning of me understanding what drive is. And then while I was a, a kid, my mom had me at 42. So I, I hung out with my dad a lot. So he would pick up all the members for church. Um, he would be setting up tents. Mm-hmm. I mean, my father was only about five foot three or five <laughs> foot four, probably about the same height. And he would say, right. Fella, get out the way I do it. Mm-hmm. And so you're talking about when you watch him, when you're talking about drive, and somebody just working and just really serving the people and just working hard. I think that's what the beginning of me understanding what it takes to have the drive and the passion and the work ethic. But, what but, it takes. But, but Marcus, yeah. you got to tell us, how did you start making that music shift? And when did you introduce that music shift to the family? Ooh. Wow, that's a great now. That's <laughs> so, so I'm I'm, I'm bringing in. So I started playing. So I became I started playing drums at the age of two, and I became the church drummer at the right. age of five. Right. So when I got to high, you all in. You all in back there. Two years old yeah. back there. Yeah, yeah. It was. You know, yeah. It it was. So once I got to high school, I think I had a buddy take me to my first. Uh, uh, introduced me to the Yellow Jackets when I was in middle school, and actually he's a pastor now. Mm-hmm. And a buddy by the name of Chris Kyer introduced me to the music. He, and he introduced you to the music, I, and then ran back to the church. That's what he did. Yeah, basically, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's what he did. No, but it, yeah, I mean, it was like, and then later on, I had a buddy. This mm-hmm. changed my life. Right. He took me to my first jazz club. Right. And it was over. I right. snuck out, and from there. 
I don't know why my parents, why my mom had this, because my dad passed away when I was nine. And so mm-hmm. I don't know why my mom had this, but I had a bed, I had a door in my bedroom. So I would literally sneak out to go hear jazz music. And by high school, I, you know, I had older mentors that said, hey, man, you need to start doing some gigs. And so they would call me while I was in high school to go play some gigs. And that's where, that's when the bug bit me. And the thing about it is, I'm trying to really figure this out, is that a lot of times is that when you have resistance, in terms of, I remember my family, even at that time, they said, hey, man, drummers come a dime a dozen. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, I'm thinking like, well, I'm going to be that dime in a dozen. So I think parents not just handing everything to you sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's almost like it makes you want it more, and it makes you go after it. Like I had a conversation with a family member today, and and he talked about, you know, we we talked about uh, having a plan B. I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, I told him this because I always flattered him because I love basketball. I said actually my plan A was to make it to the NBA, mm-hmm. but. At, a, at the age of probably nine, ten, or about eleven, my brother told me I was wasn't going to make it to the NBA. So I'll tell you this: dream killer, never, dream killer, huh? Yeah, he's a dream, dream killer. killer. Yeah, they dream killer. So or, or a truth teller. <laughs> so this is not off the Muggsy Bowles. Muggsy Bowles, he making it. He made it to the NBA five foot three now. He Come did. on, see he he him and Spud Webb was my hero. And Spud mm-hmm. Webb, what percent is that? Is Okay, but I'm just saying. I mean, what is the percentage of being a musician? Okay, right. mm-hmm. but a lot higher. I would say this. So, so to bring it all in, I just I feel like this. Like I'm thinking about people that have a plan B, and I'm not saying I believe you should have a plan B and C. But for me, in my mind, most people that I know that has a plan A, that means their resistance and their drive a lot of times is not going to quit right. when they know they purpose. Because I don't believe in, I mean, I told my family, they was like, hey, you go to school for music in New York? I went to music school in New York. And so they were like, you know, I told my mom, yeah, I'm going there. Yeah, I can teach. You know, that's the plan B to them. When I, In my mind, I was like, man, I'm going to New York to play with the greats, and I want to tour and do music for a living. That's what my mind was saying to me the whole time. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation. 
so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. I remember when I, um, but my degree is in mathematics. I worked for IBM and I left IBM to be a stand-up comedian. And so I, so in my mind, I always, I could always go back. That was my plan B. It was sitting in the back of my mind. This jokey joke thing. I'm not going to be the next Eddie Murphy uh, next Richard Pryor then I could always go back you know I was I didn't leave with no with no discard you know they they, they were crying when yeah. I walked out the door but it was when I decided no going back was not an option that commitment yeah. you have to one time in your life if you say you're going to go to college if you say you're going to uh, get married you say you're going to be in a relationship you say you're going to have children that's about commitment and when you make that commitment that's why I was right. trying to shape these stories that Really, they can they can line up in anything that you do, whether it's losing weight or getting in shape or getting married or, or, or dating or having children or a job or starting a business. All this, these variables really align themselves to the same conversation. It's commitment. And if you're going to have a committed effort, it has to be tied to goals. And when you tie things to goals, then your dreams can become a reality. And yes. that's what people make the mistake all the time. They have all these dreams, no commitment. Mm-hmm. They have all these yep. dreams, no goals. And guess what happens? Frustration sets in. The naysayers become the kings of your conversation. And next thing you know, right. you're sitting back, depressed. Not. And next thing you know, you're 40 years old saying, I wish I, I should have done this. 50 years old, I could have done this. 60 years old, you mad. You mad. Yeah. And just all your stories about what you could have done. When I tell people, do not use age as an excuse. If you have a dream, you can still do that for it. And you still got talent associated with it. That, do it. Yes. I'm going to tell you this. I got to say this. So you just mentioned something. You just talked about age. So here you go. In, In our 20s, I was in the Yellow Jackets. In Jean's 20s, she was in Jeanne. Mm-hmm. So when we started 
this independent grind started all the way back in 2005. Right. Gene left, uh, 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 left the group, Johnny, I think in 2000 or something like that. So I'm saying all that to say this. 2005 all the way up to 2017 was nothing, was building and starting our independent journey. Mm-hmm. Now, we went to labels. We did all that. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. We put out some independent products, spent money. Uh, we lost money, made bad decisions. And, you know, just in terms of that, it was like the education process. Right. Like getting a master's degree. So, yes. So, so basically, I was saying that, you know, we made decisions. And, and the fast forward from 2005 now comes 2000 around 14 and I took a long shower and it hit me and said, Hey, we should start this band called the Baylor project where, you know, at the time when I uh, left the yellow jackets, I wasn't doing as much touring. I was doing more production and producing in the studio, Gene and I, and I just said, I want to get back to playing Gene and you know, you can, you know, where it features me on drums and you're singing, you know, we have a full band and everything. And so I said, man, that would really be cool. And she said, that is the dumbest idea. <laughs> I said, okay, baby, don't worry about it. We're going to write some music and it don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, you said it don't make no sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is 2014-15. So we end up doing our first gig at three shows at this place called Smoke Jazz Club. The first set was a, okay, it's a uh, sort of okay crowd. You're doing the long thing? No, no, I'm going I'm I'm to bring it in. I'm going to bring it all in. So we did our first show. It was okay. The first two sets was rocking and it was packed and it was packed. And out of that started a residency for like eight or nine months. Mm -hmm. So that was the birthing of the Bella project. We go in the studio and record and we released this album. Now the industry tells you, well, the industry, the way it's been shaped for years is that, it's a young person's industry yes. where your best years are in your twenties, your best years are in your thirties. Check this out. We're over our forties. Mm-hmm. Our first album drops and comes out, right? Mm-hmm. This album gets nominated for two Grammys, best jazz vocal album and a song laugh and move on is for best traditional R and B performance. Yes. Why am I saying this? Mark, as you're saying, is because the thing about it is, is that it's never too late to go after your goals and your dreams mm-hmm. right now. And I'm going to put it out there because a lot of times is that the industry says that, hey, man, you're, you know, age is what's in your mind. It's what's so there's a new book that's being written. And the book is this. I'm Marcus Baylor. I'm 46 years old. My wife, Jean, can I tell me your age, babe? I don't think you're 46 years old. I'm on 46 or 45. Okay, y'all, I forget my age. That lets you know. That's how you stay young, because you stop counting. So that means, okay, I stop counting. Boy, I'm so old, you start to forget. Okay, I'm 40, so I'm 45 years old, and my wife, Jean, is 51. Mm-hmm. So check it out. We're in 2022. Last year, we had a song that was Grammy-nominated called Sit On Down for Best Traditional R&B Performance. This year, our album, Generations, is nominated for... Uh, best uh, jazz vocal album, and we just was was blessed to win a NAACP award this year for best uh, jazz album vocal. Now, it ain't about the accolades of this and that. 
But what I'm trying to tell you is, is, is this, is that age and you starting your goals and your dreams, and we literally started over when we started the Bella Project. So I'm saying that all to say this, is that no matter what your age is, if you have the, if you have the, the breath, and I'm going to call it rest, to dream, then once you dream, you got to go after that thing and put a plan together, like you said, and pursue that and pursue those goals. And this is the thing. Everything that we've done so far, I mean, we don't say this too many times, but I will say this, is that everything was small goals that we put into place. We didn't wake up one day and just say, hey, man, we want to play in front of in a theater. Oh, we want to be Grammy nominated. No, let's be consistent and persistent when we plan in front of 50 people mm-hmm. or when we then only sold 10 tickets. Mm-hmm. Let's play as if the place is packed and full. And so with that being said, that's where the persistent and consistency comes in that and you understanding your purpose. Cool. So hopefully this, you know, will help somebody. Well, it, it helped me because that's what I talk about all the time. And that's what I'm known for. Telling people ages, don't let age be an excuse to your dreams being achieved. And Gene, you know, when you talk about that, only 10 people in the audience, you out in front now. Or that sold out audience, you out in front. And you get to see those faces. You get to see what the music and what you're doing and people reacting to it. How how does that affect how you perform, you know, at being an entertainer? Or does it take you to another level emotionally? Does 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 that give you a little more uh, juice to give... 100, 1,000, 10,000%. Talk about that experience as a performer. So, yes and no. Like when, you know, you draw from the audience for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if audiences really know that, but, you know, when you can feel the energy from the audience, you know, it inspires us as artists on stage. Like, yeah, you know. Um, Now, one thing, you know, especially in jazz, you're going to be in front of different audiences. Right. Um, and so, you know, I, sometimes I'll talk to my, um, when I, I teach, and sometimes I'm talk, telling my students, I'm like, listen, you got to be able to really, you know, a song is a song, but when you come before people, it's really a selfless act when you go before people to perform and sing and do what you do. Um, if you're doing it, you know, in the right uh, frame of mind. Mm-hmm. But, you, it's important to kind of just just kind of sense the room. And um, so it'll be a song where I may sing. I don't always sing it the same exact way every night. For instance, the, um, there's a song called Praise Songs, a hallelujah song. And there's a whole story behind that. But, you know, when we did it in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and it was like an all-black audience, you know how we do. We talk back to you. Come on now. Hey, hey. All right now. Right. We, I mean, you know, we had a good buddy, Shedrick Mitchell, on the organ, and he acts a fool when he gets on the organ, and, and it was just a whole thing. And then, you know, when we were in, I believe it was Bratislava, Europe, it's completely different vibe. They do not talk to you like, hey, sing. It's just not a part of their culture. Right. You know, and they could be enjoying it, and you're kind of wondering, well, I think, but... They're listening, right? So understanding that they're they're really listening, but the the spirit of the room was completely different. And mm-hmm. the lady that hugs you with the yeah, tears sung it completely differently. We performed it. It was just it was just a different vibe altogether. Um, 
and is just responding to that space in the moment. And, and they definitely enjoyed it because, you know, one of the ladies just em- embraced me after afterwards and she didn't speak English and I didn't and speak her language. So anyway, it, it, yeah, it does affect in a way, I think what you do because you're, you almost can't help it. You know, if they're vibing with you, you're going to be vibing right back. But at the same time, it's not people, if you're in Japan, they're going to kind of express themselves differently and depending on the age of the, uh, the audience and that sort of thing. So at the end of the day, you have to kind of have an idea of what it is that you are trying to, um, give to the audience when you go out there. Sometimes you may have very discouraging situations, um, and it's important to kind of learn how to handle those. Right. <laughs> I, did, I did it really badly one time. So I'm like, I gotta, I gotta figure that out. It, um, you know, being a being a performer is amazing because you're right. Sometimes I, as, as being a performer on stage, some people give you a standing ovation. Some people will, will stand and walk out. That's me talking. That's a standing comedian. <laughs> and, you, and so it gives you different reaction. I've some people. I've had quiet audience and say, "Man, you're the funniest person I ever saw." I, I said, "I wish you told your face, okay? Because I didn't see any laughter come out of your face, okay? Will it will help me out there? But I, I just want to take the time. I, I, this was a journey. That's what I do on Money Making Conversation Masterclass and allow me to speak to the Grammy nominated jazz duo Marcus and Gene Baylor for their new album, The Baylor Project Generations. Appreciate it. A husband, a wife, an astounding duo built on love, family, faith, culture, and community. I wish you luck in, uh, on that fantastic night. And again, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation Master. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you thank so much you. for having us. And um, we hope to come down to your area soon. And when we do, we're going to let you know. Be blessed and stay safe. Bye.